0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here back on another episode of Amazing Business Radio. And we are going to have an amazing interview with my friend, John Ferrara. John actually is the founder of a company called Nimble, which is a CRM. Now, Salesforce is our sponsor, which is one of the biggest CRMs in the world, but they do so much more. So thank you, Salesforce, for sponsoring us. And if you want to find out more about what they're offering, go to www.amazingbusinessradio.com to find out more about what they're offering us. And keep in mind... Uh, You know, Salesforce has, uh, obviously, the traditional CRM, which uh, I used starting many, many, many years ago, probably almost 15 years ago, I would say. And they also have the service cloud and the marketing cloud, and they're integrating all types of different parts of businesses together. They're using artificial intelligence to help mine the data, and this is great for a large company, but I'm a little small company, but that doesn't mean... um, I can't use a good CRM, but we're going to be talking to John about his uh, background and how the company that he started many years ago, Goldmine, uh, was long before Salesforce was born. It was really uh, it was a contact management program slash CRM. It was before Outlook was even around, so uh, he doesn't look as old as he appears to be in uh, and I guess savvy wisdom. Anyway, we'll talk about him in just a few minutes and get on the interview. But in the meantime, this is our opportunity to talk about uh, an answer question that comes from you, our audience members. And I call this Ask Shep. So if you go to Twitter and you put in my handle, at Hiken and you ask a question and you use the hashtag Ask Shep, I'm answering these questions on our show. Um, I have a TV show called Be Amazing or Go Home. You can uh, watch that on Amazon Prime, so we answer some of the questions there, and I might answer some of those questions in my newsletter as well. But in the meantime, here is what I, I want to ask today. Since we're talking about CRM and uh Computers and marketing, I thought a good question would be talking about the balance between human and the digital experience. Because so many companies today are becoming enamored with their um, the solutions, the technology that's out there. They go, wow, this is really crazy. And what's happening is they're automating so much. Um, you know, imagine today that you email somebody, and um, or you are you want a report, and they ask for your email, and what happens is all of a sudden you get the report, but then you start getting these automated messages, and based on you clicking and and accepting and moving around, they're finding more and more about what your interests are, and eventually somebody might call you, or maybe somebody won't call you, maybe they'll just keep sending uh, information to you until you finally say, "I want to buy." Or maybe you've got a customer service situation, and you go online, and you're seeing uh, the frequently asked questions and a little, uh, you know, message. Uh pops up it's a chat bot and it says what can I help you with today and you type in a question and you have this interaction with what appears to be uh, maybe it's a real person but many times today it's a chat bot it's it's a computer that's interacting with you and it's using some form of artificial intelligence to support that I mean that's digital and it's taking the place of the customer having to pick up the phone and make the call and you know what that's convenient and if it's a good solution and it's answering the questions, why well, I say, fantastic, let's go with it. But there will be a time that the customer says, I'm not getting my question answered or I need more information about what I want to buy. I need to talk to a human being. How easy are you making it to connect to a human being? Um, I know I've used this example over and over again, but it's worth talking about. Zappos.com is an online retailer. They sell everything online. You buy online. You put your credit card in there. There's a shopping cart, but they've got a phone number to connect with a human being and you can find it every page that you are on. You will be able to connect from any part of their site. To a human being. Why? Because they recognize the value of the relationship that a human can bring to the experience. And when you've got a question, you want it answered quickly, you hope to be able to get there. So back to the chatbot idea. If it looks like the customer is stressing out and not getting the answer, they want, and by the way, a good artificial intelligence system will recognize this. It can seamlessly switch the chat bot to a human being who's now interacting and chatting. Or if I want to pick up the phone and call uh... the company i shouldn't have to wait on hold for twenty minutes i shouldn't be transferred around and have to start my conversation all over again there's lots of ways technology can enhance that human experience but it is the marriage between the two it's the marriage between the human and the digital or technical or technology experience that is making the difference so my suggestion as i ramble on about this topic is for companies that are loving the idea of using technology Don't get so enamored to the point where you start to lose relationships with your customers. Take a look from your customer's perspective what the experience looks like. And if there is the appropriate time for that customer to switch from digital over to a human being, make it easy, almost seamless. That's important. By the way, I also suggest to uh, companies out there that if they have like an online um, service self-service type experience maybe they've got a series of videos which by the way was one of the reasons I love Salesforce is because whenever I had a question I would go on YouTube and I would say how do I do this on Salesforce and I would get the answer so if our customers are talking to one of your customer service reps and there's a complicated question and there's a video that would explain step-by-step exactly how to handle that I would suggest that you move the customer from the human experience to the digital experience, saying to them, hey, I could spend a lot of time on the phone with you going through this, but I've got an idea, let me send you a link to a video that's actually on YouTube with lots of other videos on how to do some of the things that we've talked about today. And this will take you step by step. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. You give them both the digital and the human experience and it can go either direction. All right. That is the answer to that question about how you find the right balance between the human and digital experience. I hope you Uh, enjoyed that short little ramble that I had here. So we're going to come back in just a few minutes and we're going to be talking with John Ferrara at Nimble. And once again, I want to thank our sponsor Salesforce. And if you want your question answered, remember, go to Twitter. My handle is at Hyken, H-Y-K-E-N, and just use the hashtag AskShep at the end of your question. Thanks so much. This is Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. We're coming right back. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information. All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the Subscribe to the Shepherd Letter form, and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. I promised you an amazing interview again, and we're going to have that. I'm excited because the guy that we have today, John Ferrara, uh I love this guy. I love what he does, just not only uh, as a business, but as a person, as I've got uh, get to know John a little bit. We just talked a few minutes before the show started, and he was sharing some really cool ideas you know, and th- some things that he did over the weekend where he's just kind of ground himself in being present in the moment. But we're going to talk about customer service. We're going to talk about CRM. We're going to talk about contact management, because before Salesforce, before Outlook, there was Goldmine. Goldmine and ACT, and these were two contact management programs, which really are, I believe, perhaps the roots of CRM. He can correct me if I'm wrong, but John Ferrar was the man behind that. And Today, he is the man behind Nimble, which is another CRM, which actually includes, uh, it, it builds relationship. It incorporates social media, the social presence that people have on LinkedIn and Twitter and other profiles. It's going to be a great session today. Hey, John, welcome to Amazing Business
1: Radio. Shep, thank you so much for inviting me for a conversation with your community. I think that we grow by helping other people grow, and every opportunity I have to have a conversation about how to achieve your dreams in life is an amazing day for me.
0: And, you know, I uh, as I read through just some talking points, not that came from you, but just information about uh, what you do... Um, you know, it's like I, I'm looking somewhere on this sheet. It talks about how that's really what your mission is. You know, um, I love it. And there's a great story you shared about your son and Houston's. And I want to hopefully get into that because um, I just thought that was a great, great thing. Anyway, let's go to your background because, man, I did not realize how long I've really known you, not necessarily personally, but by using your product because I can't remember how many years ago it was. Probably – Twenty five years ago, I was using Goldmine. Is that about right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh you know, time flies when you're having fun. Um, you know, back in the days when we created Goldmine, there was no contact management, there was no CRM, there was no Outlook, there was no Salesforce, there was no tool that integrated contacts, email, calendar, and sales and market automation. I was in sales for a startup in Boston and my my contact manager was my daytimer. timer. My, my, my leads were sheets of paper from uh, computer intelligence reports, which were basically phone numbers or IT people. And they told me to go get them, and the result was a spreadsheet, which was my forecast. And I said, this is so dumb, and I looked for a tool that it would essentially provide contact management and, and sales and market automation. I couldn't find it. So at uh, 29 years old, I was too young and did to know any better. I quit my job, and I started Goldmine.
0: That's amazing. Now, I, my first CRM that I ever used was a company called Telemagic. Do you remember that? Yes,
1: yes, <laughs> yes. So so if you think about it, um, ideas are built on the shoulders of giants, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I was sitting there looking for a tool, I found um, um, Sailmaker, which was a call program that allowed you to build a call queue, like 50 calls a day, and you call through them. A thing called Snap, which was a pipeline management tool, and uh, and a telemarketing tool called Telemagic. Oh, so you and know, then there okay. was a, <laughs> way back. There was an yeah. add-in to Symphony called Act, which enabled you to manage tasks on contacts. And I, my vision was blending all that together with WordPerfect Office, which had calendar and network scheduling or network scheduling and email. And I, my vision was to blend all that together into sort of what I wanted, which wasn't necessarily CRM, but a team relationship manager, because I believe to deliver excellent customer experience, you need to unify all your team members around the listening, engagement, and communication and collaboration about your most important asset in your company, and that's the constituency around your business. Wow. All
0: right. That's a tweetable line (laughs) right there. Very good. Very good. So you decided, and really, here's what I think about it. That was common sense. All of these companies were out there operating thinking, oh, we're gonna give somebody a real good uh, telephone uh cue program. We're gonna give somebody mm-hmm. a good calendar function, and you're thinking, why isn't somebody put all of this together and yeah. and put it and and that's where it all started. Now and, goal- and, and this is
1: the heart, I just wanna share. Mm-hmm. Your business is built on the contacts you're connecting to, the conversations you're having, and the activities you're driving from the conversations. So the operating system of your business is email, contacts, and calendar. That's the heart of it. And that's the key thing we did is unify all that together so that when you go to a contact record, you see the history of interactions on email and calendar, and everybody's on one page, and you can log tasks and notes. It's really that simple. Yep.
0: I mean, I remember when – and what happened was Goldmine. I was using Goldmine, and you and I have talked about this before. Uh, Goldmine decided to not focus on the little guy, which was me yes. with just a few employees. And after they I went, sold the company. yeah. After you sold the company. And that's an important point because you would never have done that had you still been running the company.
1: Well, I, I <laughs> think, not, I think no, the no. reason why less than 1% of the world use any CRM, 1% of all businesses, less than 1% of all businesses use any CRM, is because you work for the CRM. It doesn't work for you and you have to go to it to use it and it's not about relationships it's about reporting and uh and that I think is the heart of of any CRM is really building relationships so the heart of any CRM should be a bitching contact manager but the problem is is that when Outlook came out it became the contact manager and the CRM became the beast that you had to go and uh and do the logging with and, and nobody does it
0: right and putting all the notes in and everything else and so anyway, uh, the, but the point is, is um, I think that I was the little guy, and, and, and the enterprise program is where Goldmine wanted to be. Again, it was after you left. So you know where I went? I went to Salesforce. I remember migrating over to Salesforce. And uh, Salesforce at the time was primarily uh, very similar to Goldmine. At least that's how I was using it. Now, since mm-hmm. then, I mean, they have a cloud for service and marketing cloud and and they have so many different aspects to Salesforce. But you know Nimble, the company that you are currently involved with, that you started you know, another type of CRM, if you will, your thing was to get back to the grassroots of it all, get back to the relationship. And I know you're integrating with other CRMs because you know some of what you have is working real well. But your, your philosophy behind customer relationships and service, share it with
1: us. Well, I really believe that uh, a brand is built on the promises that you make and the experiences that you deliver and that people don't buy great products, they buy better versions of themselves. Bingo. And so if you want to achieve success in business, you can't think about bagging and tagging customers. You have to think about growing customers so that every engagement you do as a salesperson should be about how I can serve this person services the new sales and it's not just salespeople that touch the customer everybody in your company is part of the journey of the constituency around your business so if you just think about prospects and customers and sales and marketing people you're missing a big chunk of the opportunity to scale your business at nimble we connect to editors analysts bloggers influencers third party developers investors advisors and prospects and customers and CRMs don't hold all that information So really, the heart of your business is email, contact, and calendar, which is Office 365 or Gmail G Suite. And then layered on top of that, you have sales, marketing, customer service, and accounting applications. And all of these things are silos of contacts and conversations. And that's the biggest problem that all businesses have, is they don't have a team relationship manager that enables everybody to be on one page. And that's why we built Nimble. So yes, Nimble is a simple CRM for Office and G Suite, but at the heart of it is a really bitchin' relationship manager that automatically builds itself from the data you already have in your business, even if you have a CRM. So we actually work with Salesforce or Microsoft Dynamics, which is one of the reasons why Microsoft signed a global reseller agreement with Nimble, and they're selling Nimble as a simple CRM for Office and as a sales enablement tool for Dynamics. So basically, Salesforce and Dynamics have evolved from – really CRM to really a development environment for front and back office operations, and you can build anything you want. But for most people, it's too complex and expensive for them to build anything. They want something simple out of the box that builds itself, but then as they grow, they want to be able to have the option to add Salesforce and Dynamics to do all the complexity if they ever need it, and that's our magic. We basically have become the simple CRM for office and the gateway to Dynamics thus becoming strategic to Microsoft, which is essentially what Forbes said today in an article. Wow. Congratulations on
0: that, by the way. And I want to just throw out, you just used a word that is now part of my regular vocabulary, and that is... Automagically? Automagically. You know, because, you know, I do magic... In, in, is, like, is a hobby, and I've been doing card tricks and everything since I was a kid, and I even once in a while incorporate a little bit of that into my speeches that I do. And when you and I were talking, I don't know, months ago, and you used the word, this just automatically happens, and I'm going,
1: I love that word. <laughs> yeah. You know, people aren't going to remember what you say. They're going to remember how you made them feel. Mm, who said and that? And that's <laughs> why relationships are so critical to your business success because if you're selling on price or availability, eventually somebody else can beat you on that. But if you developed what I call relationships, which actually is the name of my next book, I've, I've, uh, I'm finally going to do that book with Wiley. They've been pounding me on to do. And basically, it's. So let me, let me say R- it again. The, yeah, okay, you're going to spell it for us because it's not capital relationships. R- right. Capital R E A L, relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's spelled a little differently. But it's about being real and being connected. And people connect on what I call the five Fs of life, family, friend, food, fun, and fellowship. In the old days, you used to go to somebody's office and look at the walls, look at the books they read, the degree of the school they went to. And you connected on the commonalities to earn intimacy and trust to get them to open up to you about the business issues, which is professional, you solve. But then you stay connected on the softer side, which is why LinkedIn isn't enough. You need to take your LinkedIn connections into Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and ideally the face-to-face conversations and communications, because that energy you create by connecting with another human being is priceless, and it stays forever. Shep, I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever met with somebody you haven't seen in 20 years, and you felt like you haven't you, you basically stayed connected with them all that time. But that's a guy thing.
0: Yes, the answer is yes. Because, like all my buddies, I don't see them. And it's not like I talk to them every day. I may be a year, two years, three years. Or, in, in, you know, guys saw back in high school, we go to the reunion 30 years later. Okay, 20 years later, I'll feel better about myself. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and
1: uh, we go, oh man, it's like I just saw the guy yesterday. Yes, yes, and that 's why you need a program like Nimble because it automatically builds records on people and companies, so you don 't have to google them, you nimble them nimble 's a verb. And it tells you everything you need to know about who they are, what their business is about, the history of interactions that you and the team have had on email, calendar, and social. But most importantly, the ability to follow up and follow through right there because you live in your inbox, you live in social, and you have to go to the CRM to use it. Nimble lives where you work. We'll bring your CRM with it. And then you know who Shep is. You know what's going on with his life. And you can do the most important thing you can do follow up and follow through. It's the basics that wins games and we fail because you have to go to the CRM to use it. And I like to joke, but it's true. The reason they call it Salesforce, you have to force salespeople to use it. I'm not picking on Mark Benioff for Salesforce. This is any CRM. I think your CRM should work for you by building itself and work with you everywhere and help you build relationships that last a lifetime.
0: Yep, and and that's what it's about. And, you know, we love Salesforce. They're one of our sponsors of our show and our newsletter. And um, when you and I were first talking, I told you right up front, you know, I love you, John. Uh, I've known you for a long, long time. We need, you know, to. I need you to know, hey, how do you feel about Salesforce? And you said, I love
1: Salesforce. We work with Salesforce. In fact, I'm going to tell you, I really admire Mark Benioff because if you think about it, just in the same way that I built on the shoulders of giants, right? I mean, I, I shared with you the pool of products that I sort of synthesized Goldmine out of. Mm-hmm. I believe that we built the foundation for the evolution of Salesforce where he took that idea and built a global powerhouse that really defined cloud and, um, and enterprise, uh, not just CRM, but really a development environment that has Burned, that has basically spawned many, many other companies. And so my vision is that we are the simple serum for your email, contact and calendar office, G Suite, Gmail, iCloud. And then you could just get started with Nimble. And as you grow, you can grow into a Dynamics or Salesforce, but we'll still add value to that as a relationship manager for you and the team. So uh, I welcome working with
0: giants like microsoft and salesforce yep and uh, as you mentioned you've just you know have this agreement now with microsoft hey we're going to take a short break when we come back uh you're very customer focused and you love the concept of just taking care of customers i want to talk to you about your your philosophies and your background on that this is shep hyken on amazing business radio we are talking to my friend john ferrara of nimble don't go away we're coming right back to you Good customer service is now an expectation. Don't provide it and you'll be disrupted by a competitor who does. So, what can you do to stand out? Well, that's the focus of my latest book, The Convenience Revolution, how to create a customer service experience that disrupts the competition and creates fierce loyalty. The goal is to reduce friction and be convenient for your customers. So, if you're ready to take your customer service to the next level and disrupt your competitors, well, this is the book for you. To order the book, go to www.beconvenient.com. That's beconvenient.com. It's time for you to join the revolution, the convenience revolution. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We are back on Amazing Business Radio talking with John Ferrara of Nimble. John, I want to talk to you about this story uh that your son once wrote a letter to Zappos letting them know how much he appreciated that they ordered that he ordered the shoes and they arrived the next day and something happened that really helped mold your perspective on what great customer service and relationships are about.
1: Well, Chef, I've had the privilege of experiencing a lot of businesses that have touched me. Um a local restaurant called Houston's yep. it affects me regularly with their excellent experience and service they provide on a daily basis. But it's the Zappa store that really stands out. So my son, who was, oh gosh, he was four or five. I mean, be six maybe. He was just young, right? And for a young child to recognize amazing service uh, is just interesting in and of itself. But the fact that he took time to write a letter and send it to them – uh, to, to thank them for when he orders shoes, he gets them next, the next day. At six and years old,
0: he wrote this letter? Yeah. He had to have help.
1: And, <laughs> maybe his mom helped him, sure. <laughs> and, and, and then when, when, he, um, when he doesn't, the shoes don't fit, he puts them in the box and they, they magically reappear back at Zappos. So he wrote a letter of gratitude. And, you know, normally you don't expect companies to respond. Or if they do, right, maybe they might send you a letter. Yeah. So this box comes from Zappos. And in it is a hand-built book with photographs uh, about their culture. But not only did they build this book, but they signed it. Everybody in the company. It was back when they were small. And, Shep, I literally cried. I, I just... I, I I was touched by the effort that they put into that, but really it's not just that. It's the whole journey of the experience, and I think experience is why Zappos became who they are, and that's what you need to do in life, I think, is, is really have a, a purpose, and in my life, as I've evolved as a human being and gone through the trials and tribulations that I have, I've evolved my own philosophy in life and it's as simple as this we're on this planet to grow our souls by helping other people grow theirs and that's it so your job in life is is essentially to grow by helping other people grow and if you think about that it's not just a it's not just a personal philosophy i think if a business had that philosophy that their job was to help others to help other people grow that that would change their perspective because i think there's Still, too many companies that are thinking about bagging and tagging customers. And I think that uh, if you enter into every relationship with the intent to learn enough about that person to find some way to add value, even if it's as simple as a smile that you give them or your presence, which we rarely do, I think it will transition your experience and the experience that others receive from you and i think it'll change your life and it's changed mine and i think that my best gift i get from others is when they tell me that i've helped them somehow grow and that's why i got back in business to build nimble because nimble enables me to power millions of people's dreams of achieving their passion plan and purpose in life and it's all really centered around people connecting with people Because I think that that's how we grow is by being present with others, sharing who we really are. And if they love you enough, they'll they'll reflect your shit back at you. And if you're willing to look at your shit in life and work on it, you can grow as a human being. And that's our job.
0: All right, I love that. So two things. Number one, for those that don't know about the Zappos Culture book, basically every year, every employee writes what it means to work at Zappos, and they created this book. It is available on Amazon, uh, and it was available on Amazon, I believe, before they bought Zappos. So it's a, it's a pretty cool thing, and it, it's grown from a very thin little book when there were just, you know, I, I don't remember how many employees they had at the time they first did it, but it wasn't the you know thousands that they might have today. Uh, But today, that book is nice and thick, and everybody writes in it. So that's a cool exercise that any company can do. But I want to go to something you said. My life's ambitions, I have what I call life aspirations, and I sit down on a quarterly basis. I go to a coaching program, and I meet with my coach once a quarter. Part of my homework assignment, and I came up with some of these assignments myself. It's not what they gave me or what he gave me. Something is, is I write out my life aspirations, and I only have five because I feel if you have too many of them, they're not up. One of them is to be intentionally significant, which means I'm conscious of what I give in the form of time, money, talent, you know that kind of thing, but then it's like help others get what they want. And, I, and specifically, I write, be a mentor to others. So this is all tied into being significant. And uh, Zig Ziglar, who the great, you know, Zig Ziglar, who's the first professional speaker that I ever saw. Uh, and I, he's him and Tom Hopkins were on the program together, a sales guy. And I said, I want to do that for the rest of my life. And this was back when I was about 22 years old, right out of college. And that's what happened. But Zig used to say, if you help enough people get what they want out of life, you will get what you want out of life. If you help your customers become more successful. Now, this is me talking, not Zig. But I hear that if you help your customers be more successful, not just try to sell them a product, they won't look at you as a vendor. They'll look at you as a partner. Maybe partner isn't even a strong enough word, but it's that relationship.
1: Amen. And 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 interestingly enough, every presentation I give has that Zig Ziglar slide in it, that the more people you help grow, the more you will grow, or more, you could achieve anything you want by helping other people achieve them is actually what he said. And the first sales book I ever read was Tom Hopkins, and even though he's a real estate guy... It was it was foundational, right? Yeah. Um, oh, wow, what but, a coincidence! But uh, but so you know, I, I think that the greats are built on the greats. and uh, and Shep, what I love about you is that you teach other people to be great on a daily basis, and and that is magic.
0: Well, thank you. That's why
1: you're a magician, (laughs) and and that's why I love you, man.
0: Man, thank you, man. Love you, too. Love you. Mutual love, admiration, and respect. And I got to tell you, I'm a little giddy talking to you, and I know you and I have talked before, and I can't believe I'm talking to the man because I know the company you built. And I also know uh, what we're hearing today is real, and you are about as genuine a real person, and that I have ever met and you're you're, anyway, I just love doing we're running out of time. We can go on and on. And that's one of the things you and I talked about before we even started uh, the show. And I flipped on the switch. I said, you know, you and I could talk for hours, but unfortunately we can't today, (laughs) at least not for the show. So the one thing question, one idea you want to leave with us or something you want to emphasize that you've already talked about. What's that one thing?
1: Well, I think that, a lot of suffering in this world is caused by you wanting, grasping or averting pain, right? So you want this, you want that or you're averting some pain that's happening. And I really believe that life is like a Beethoven symphony. There's high and there's low notes, and you have to accept them both and recognize that the high, that the that the highs won't last forever, so enjoy them. The lows won't happen forever. So just experience them and learn from them. And uh, and that, um, that being present in your life in this moment, not ruminating about the past, not worrying about the future, is the best way to, to be in life because it is the only life you have in this moment, in this time. So take today and as much as you can – don't stare at your phone as much. If you're in line at the grocery store, look that person in the eye and um, and and share something with them, even if it's your smile or your presence, to just connect. Because that's why we're here on this planet, is to connect with others and find ways to blow a little wind in their sails. Love it, love it. We talked about uh, the history
0: of CRM. We talked about some of the customer service philosophies that you have we talked about life all of this in one show <laughs> i love it john thanks for being on amazing business radio really appreciate you
1: thank you chef i appreciate the opportunity to have a conversation with you and um and i look forward to the next time we see each other in person oh,
0: i hope sooner the later we're going to keep the magic going all right everybody that wraps up another episode Next week, we'll have another interview. I can't wait to see who that's going to be. So until then, remember, Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.